The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the KTSA Home Improvement Show on AM 550, FM 1071, KTSA. And uh, I'm your host, Martin Bamba. It's great to be with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. Yep, it's going to be another hot one. It's going to be another hot week, probably another hot month. I don't think there's any probably about it. It's definitely going to be another hot month. Uh, But happy Fourth of July weekend to you. I hope you have something great planned for you, your friends, your family, whatever, uh, whatever your plans are. Do it safely this weekend, please. And, uh, and watch out for the crowds and the crazies because there's going to be plenty of that uh, likely on, on our local lakes and, and uh, rivers where you can find water. I, I will tell you, uh, we came up through Fredericksburg, Kerrville, and up uh, the back way going toward Hondo and Divine last weekend, took a little drive, and the Medina River is just, it's as dry as I have ever seen it ever. Uh, there's a spot up there. Uh, outside of Medina that we would take our kids to swim uh, every summer, completely dry, not a drop of water in it, and it and it was a beautiful swimming uh, swimming hole. And uh, it's just it's sad to see we need some rain in a bad way. Uh, unfortunately, it's probably going to take a tropical storm or something of that nature to break this drought. But uh, one thing that I do want to mention right off the bat is with it being Fourth of July weekend, celebrate responsibly, and please do not do not shoot fireworks this year uh it is it is so dry out there that just the smallest of sparks can can set something ablaze and the last thing you want to have on your conscience is the fact that you burn somebody's house down or worse so um please refrain from the fireworks this year and in the city of san antonio of course they're not legal anyway uh in most city municipalities they are not legal uh but even in the counties now because of the burn ban uh they are saying do not set off fireworks so uh please please don't you know uh, what you just did now what i what did i do what did i do? well because you just gave everyone permission to fly to fire fireworks because anytime you say don't or no that's just going to make everyone just want to do <laughs> it even nature. more now you know, you know how that nature. works <laughs> well it's why it, well don it's why every year uh, in, in San Antonio, all you have to do is sit out on your back porch and watch the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's not legal, and yeah, you'll you'll get fined if they catch you. But I mean, not not thousands, but hundreds of thousands of them going off every year. And uh, it's it's just you know, in in most years, hey, listen, if if we've had a, a rainy few weeks or months uh, up to the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. fine. That is not the case this year. Mm-hmm. If you've driven around and you've looked around. That, that little bit of rain that we got last week in a few areas is not going to do it. It is dry. No, and uh, we my, really, man. My, just, lawn, my lawn is like crunchy, crispy. Yeah, yeah. If you're not watering, and, and because of water restrictions, many people can't water as much as they need to to even keep their lawns green. So uh, even even if you have an irrigation system or you sprinkle uh, with, with a regular sprinkler or what have you, because of restrictions, you can't do the watering that you need to to keep your your lawn green mm-hmm. and uh, and that poses a real problem um and and that goes along with the brush and the undergrowth and and everything else that's also dead right now and that's the real big problem is if you get 
you get a sparkler or you get a, a bottle rocket or something that lands in a, a tuft of grass underneath some overgrowth, mm-hmm. you've got another forest fire uh, or, or wildfire going like we had out at Camp Bullis a few months ago. And, you, man, we don't want to see that. Right, right. It's terrible. Yeah, not only that. Well, i tell you what. The lines are quite are wide open. We don't have any calls. So 599-5555, we have some open lines right now. But uh, a good here's a good segue because we, since we're getting – Unlimited or limited rain, so to speak, you know, and everyone's lawns are dry, and especially around the the homes. So it's going to be dry around the edges of your house, which is going to cause shifting. What's what's uh, what's a good theory on that as far as watering your house, keep you know, keeping uh, um, the uh, the ground your the yard, foundation, the foundation damp watered, around yeah. the foundation of your home. Yeah, that that's a that's a great uh, great subject. Don, especially this time of year, uh, whenever it gets as dry as it is, and uh, and and it's even worse in years where we, you know, had a really wet spring and then it gets super super dry in the summer. Um, it, it it wreaks havoc on your foundation. And uh, what you can do to help prevent that, of course, as we've talked about many times, is is watering the area around your foundation and. Uh, but you don't want to make the mistake of watering right next to your foundation. You don't want to run a soaker hose right along the edge of your foundation. You don't want to water that area. You want to come out about three to four feet off of your foundation and run your soaker hose there. And if you do that, you can prevent a lot of the cracks and sticking that, that will happen uh, just as a, a course of nature when we get as dry as we are right now. And, and with the, the soil that many of the areas in our listenership have, it's going to be a fact of life if you don't do something to help prevent it. And that's one of the very easy things that you can do to help prevent that. Um, yeah, I want to, want to throw the phone line number out there again, 210-599-5555. And uh, before we do get into our first break, I, I do want to give an update on uh, on Jimmy. Uh, Jim is doing great. Texted him right before the show. Uh, he said, every day a little better, every day improving. And uh, and and that's exactly what I want to hear and what we want to hear is is every day he's getting a little better and improving. I actually had a conversation with him, Don, on the phone uh, earlier this week, and just from a three or four day span from the last time that I actually talked to him, it was amazing how how improved his speech had gotten, and uh, and and he is working so dang hard to get you know to get back to uh to to his normal jovial self again but his attitude is outstanding it's outstanding and uh and and we are all praying for you bud if you're out there listening i believe you are this morning uh know that don uh, me the entire ktsa gang all of our listeners everybody's praying for you and pulling for you and we love you um let's see here uh let's go ahead and get to those phone lines got a couple of them lighting up 210-599-5555 210-599-5555 let's get to phil phil good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show good morning sir hope you guys are having a good day um a couple of questions one about a water softener and two about a sagging door um i have this water softener now for at least 10 years. And I was wondering, um, is this something that, that should be looked at to see if it's still working properly? And how do I know if it's still working properly? Well, whenever a water softener starts going out, one of the telltale signs is the, um, 
the the telltale signs is that the resin starts breaking down in the tank. And when that happens, you can get little you you see little pieces of it coming off in your salt. And when that happens, you you really do need to replace at least the tank and probably the entire system. So that's how you know whenever it's not working. That or if you notice that even when you recharge manually, you're not getting soft water, there's a problem there. And uh, and and typically, you know, ten years is a pretty good lifespan on a on a normal water softener. Yeah, it should last you a lot longer if you really take care of it or you have a maintenance program on it. Um, but do you have a reason to believe that yours isn't working properly? No, no, everything seems to be working fine. I haven't had an issue, but I figured, you know, the hard water that we have in San Antonio, and of course the the length of time that I've had it, I thought maybe these things have a you know a lifespan uh, that I should be considering. They do, but it's such a wide range of lifespan, dependent on, upon the person who owns the water softener and how well they you know maintain it and take care of it. You always want to make sure that you have the right amount of salt in it. Uh, never let it run dry of salt if you can at all help it, because that's that's one of the things that can you know uh, diminish the the timeline on on the lifespan. Uh, there, there's you know, but you there's no reason you shouldn't get 10 to 15 years out of a good water softener. And and if you have any question about it, what I would recommend that you do is is give Alamo Water Softeners a call and have them come out just kind of do a test on your water, make sure that it's you know, that it's softening the way it should be and, and operating properly and you know, get their opinion on it. Okay, perfect. And the other one I have issue I have is the front door, uh, you know, to the home. I can see that there's a, a, a pretty good sag uh, in it because I can see where on the hinge end, it's got a pretty tight, you know, uh, crack, I guess you could say. And then as it leads towards the, to the door handle side, I can see that that gap widens. So I figured the door is sagging somehow, and now sometimes the deadbolt won't set unless I actually, you know, play with it so that it will properly, you know, set. So uh, other than hiring someone, is there anybody or or who should I consider for a job like this? Okay, so this is an exterior door? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and when you say it's sagging, have you checked the hinges? Have you checked to see if, if the screws have maybe stripped out of, of the hinges and, and that's your issue? Because that's more often than not, that ends up being, uh, you know, the issue is, is that you have over the years, you've slammed the door, you've gone in and out the door, the hinges, uh, screws end up stripping out a little bit and you just have to go back in, backfill those holes. And the easiest and simplest way to do that is to take the screws out get some good old-fashioned stick matches, put the stick matches in the hole with the not the, the sulfur end but the other end, put that in the hole, pop it off until you fill up the hole. Then go back okay. in with a new screw, preferably about a half an inch longer, and it, it, you can tighten it right up. Okay. And if something like that doesn't work, because it's a pretty heavy door, uh, would, would I need to hire someone professionally to, you, to you do might. something like that? You might want to get a handyman to come out and, you know, and, and uh, put his eyes on it. Uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend calling a door company because it's it's probably going to end up costing you more than it really should uh, to do that. Uh, it sounds like a relatively easy fix uh, unless there's something, you know, wrong with the door, if the door is rotting or something like that, but it doesn't sound like it. Okay. No, no. Okay. Wow. Big, big help. I thank you for your show, sir. 
Hey, Phil, thanks for being a great listener, and thanks for getting things kicked off this morning for us. We appreciate you calling. All right. Thank you again. All right. Have a great 4th of July. Uh, phone lines are open at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Richard. Richard, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Yes, question. I noticed a crack in our foundation that starts from the outside, traverses the garage, leads into a closet where we lifted the carpet, and sure enough, it's still there, and it goes into a bathroom where the floor tiles are cracked. The rest of the house, it's got uh, the pergo flooring, which I obviously can't see underneath, and then on, on, on the outside, I cannot see the termination of the crack. Uh, so my question is, at what point do I... Start getting worried. Is anything be done to that? If I replace the tile, will they crack again, or what do I do? You know, the the first thing that I would do is get a good foundation company out there to to give an assessment and and uh, take a look at it. I can tell you that there are several good ones out there, but the one that I trust and the one that if I have a foundation question, I have them come out to my properties is Baird Foundation Repair. Um, Say that again. Baird B A I R D Baird Foundation Repair. And uh, they they uh, are are longtime family owned, great people. They're going to give you an honest assessment. I had them come out. I had uh, John Cheney come out, the owner of the company, and look at my house. Uh, I had the same thing. I had some tiles that were cracking, and and uh, you know I just wasn't quite sure if it was a real foundation issue or not. And I wanted to be safe. He came out, brought his his instruments shot his levels throughout the entire house and 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 gave me some peace of mind it it ended up that it's not a plumbing leak and it's not um, a major foundation issue so i was glad to hear that but i i would rather do that and find out i don't have a problem than not do something and have it cost me thousands and thousands of dollars more later because i didn't okay because this this house is 12 years old it was built on what was farmland uh, a Mm. long time ago so i'm just wondering do they level the repair? Do they got to go into the ground or what? It it it, defi- it definitely could be a foundation problem uh, in that description. Uh, again, I without a, a proper inspection, I couldn't answer that for you. But I know that they can, and it's and it's enough signs that I would say it warrants getting somebody out to take a look at it. All right, we'll do then. Thank you much. All right, thanks, Richard. Appreciate you calling this morning. Thanks for being a part of the show. Um, a couple other things I wanted to talk about. Oh, well, let's get right back to those phones. 210-599-5555. Tom, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Good morning. Uh, my wife insists on leaving the front door open and because the cats like to lay in the sun. And I want to get a double-pane storm door. Is there such a thing? There is. Uh, there is a double-pane storm door with, with low-E coating and... If if you're going to if you're going to be someplace that's westward facing or has you know full sun exposure, that is what I would recommend. And and even if you didn't leave the door open all the time, it it helps preserve and helps protect the door behind it. So that's you know that's another good feature of it. But yes, sir, we certainly have those. Well, she wants to come into your shop and look at the doors that you've got. I assume you have some on display. Absolutely, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We sure do. Okay, we have on display. Bought, what information do I need to bring? Uh, the I assume the dimensions on the uh, frame and uh, the, the, the dimensions, the width and the the width and the height, because there are certainly standard widths and heights. We can do custom up to a certain point, but it is considerably more expensive to go custom than it is to go standard. 
Um, if you can bring the width, the height, uh, which side the door is hinged on, and a picture would be great. Okay. Next question is I, I have a porch that's with two-by-sixes, and I'm constantly fighting paint problems and stuff on the wood. And I understand there's a decking material that you can put down that's you choose a color and it lasts forever. Uh, yeah. Can you give me hints on that? That that would be composite decking, and uh, and there are several different types and styles and brands. Azek makes one. Uh, Trex is the one that that kind of got the whole party started years ago, and uh, it's still out there. But yes, there there definitely is a product like that. It's going to cost you more up front, but in the long run, uh, if you can if you can do the initial investment. In the long run, it's such a good in investment. It's, it's to me, it's a better investment than than even the best redwood uh, decks or, or high end decks that you. And boy, there are some high end decks that you can do. And by the way, I'll give you a little teaser. I've got a new sponsor uh, on the show that uh, I'm going to be speaking for, and I'm going to get him in here to talk about decks in a couple of weeks. And uh, French's um, custom decks, and man, they right. they do some beautiful work. I'd be interested because you, know, uh, you say that the, 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 this would be more expensive. However, I've I've gone through a lot of money on uh, paint. I I didn't realize deck paint only lasts like two or three years maximum. Yeah, painting a deck is, is to me is not the greatest idea because it wears so poorly and and it starts deteriorate, deteriorating the day after you paint it. Uh, I'd, I've never liked painting a deck. Staining a deck, yes. Painting a deck, not so much, um, but yeah, it, it's only more expensive up front. Uh, in the long run, if you if you you know factor in all of the repaintings, restainings, pressure washing, everything that you have to do to maintain that wood deck, it is less expensive in the long run. Where would I look at the local stores carry it? Uh, some some local stores do carry it, uh, depending on on the type of deck. And if you want to do it yourself, or if you want to get it done, I'll tell you a good place to start. Uh, go to FrenchesCustomConcepts.com. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you French, very much, and you have a good day now. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, decks decks are are one of those things that if you accept the fact that you're going to have years and years of maintenance down the road, a wooden deck can be very pretty. Uh, beautiful. I've seen some redwood decks that are just absolutely gorgeous, and especially when they're first uh, finished. But I've also seen some composite decks that will knock your socks off, and you would never know that it wasn't stained wood unless somebody told you. Uh, that's how real this these products have gotten and how, how authentic they look. And I'm talking exotic woods that are that are just absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, yeah, real excited. Uh, I give a little a little uh, preview of, uh, of of a new sponsor that's going to be coming on the show, French's Custom Outdoor Concepts, and uh, I was just blown away by the decks that these guys build. Uh, in fact, they're award winning deck builders. So, g- give give them a, a look there, Tom, and I think that that's a good place to start. Uh, a couple of things I want to mention to you. Uh, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, I've I've got a couple of suggestions for you. Um, this evening out at Spec Store, uh, my cousin Rick Rice is going to be playing. And uh, if you want to see a great band 
and a, and a great performer. Rick is going to be out there doing the music tonight. Go by and see him. Tell him I said hi. I might even be out there. I'm, I'm going to try my very best to get out there and see him tonight. Uh, also, some good friends, uh, Randy Inger and Stephanie Sterrett, uh, are opening a brand-new social gathering place called That Place on Blanco, uh, and this weekend is their soft opening. Uh, they're going to have food trucks. It's, it's Now it's BYOB uh, this weekend, but... Uh, you want to see a really cool place and a cool concept. It's right across from Bell Oaks on Blanco Road, way out Blanco, and uh, and Stephanie and Randy are just doing it right. It's uh, it's we're we're going to go out there and celebrate with them tomorrow. My friend Billy Snipes is going to be out there playing tomorrow afternoon, and uh, it's it's just it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So if you're looking for something to do uh, and and relax and just hang out and and uh, and and take the whole family, uh, those are a couple of options for you. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the home improvement conversation this morning. Now, Don, you said you had a caller off the air that uh, called in with a question while we were on break. Yeah, we were talking about how dry the weather is and and how it's, uh, you know, with less rain, we're not able to keep our lawns watered. What what about, uh, you talked about the foundation, uh, foundation keeping it uh uh, t- uh, taking care of the foundation area around your home. What about the AC unit outside with uh, with all the dust and the in the the dry air and weeds and everything else accumulated? Is it safe for us to uh, to keep the AC unit uh, washed down outside, or should we call someone uh, to come out and do that for us? Well, that that's uh, that's a good question. The the short answer is yeah. You can typically clean it yourself because it's 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 going to typically be dirt, leaves, things of that nature, dust that has accumulated on the coils on the uh, on the condenser outside. And spraying it down with a garden hose on a relatively regular basis is going to help keep the unit cooler. It's also going to help keep the airflow proper as it should be uh, and keep obstructions out of the way. But if you notice that you have coils that are damaged, something that has uh, impacted them and compressed them in any way, uh, then you need to have a professional come out and and look at doing a professional uh, cleaning and a professional uh, raking of the coils that will help open them back up because you definitely don't want to restrict air in any way, shape, or form. And that's that's another uh, good point to bring up is when you're when you are cleaning your coils, don't touch them, don't don't uh, impact them with with your uh, you know with the tip of the nozzle on the garden hose sprayer. Um, certainly don't touch them because they can and will cut you uh, but but stay off a little bit and never use a pressure washer on your coils on your condenser yeah I was don't, just about to ask you don't yeah. don't use a, f- a force amount of uh, water coming out of that hole never Is that correct okay. you never want to do that uh, because chances are good you will create some type of damage that that you don't want to see happen and uh, and and that that's not a good practice so yeah just just a regular you know, garden hose in sprayer. That's all you need. And uh, and typically that will do it. And if you do it dependent, again, it depends on your environment, right? So if you're in a in, a, in an area where you have lots of grass around the house, there's not a whole lot of dust, um, you know, when they cut the grass. Oh, another thing. When you cut the grass, point your mower away from your air conditioning unit. Point it away from your air conditioning unit. What you don't want to do is drive... Your, your mower past or ride your mower past or push it past and blow that those grass shards and those grass blades directly into your 
condenser because they get impacted in there and they're difficult to get out after a while. And, uh, and it really can clog up and diminish the performance of your AC. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, if you're leaf blowing or what have you, blow it away from the unit, not towards it. Those are, those are good practices that will help you keep it clean. And, uh, and if you're out in the country, and, and I know this from growing up in the country and being surrounded by farm and fields, the dust is tremendously more impactful out there than it is in most places in the city. So you have to take into consideration where you live, what the environment is like outside your house, and, and clean accordingly. For some people, cleaning it every six months might be enough. For other people, cleaning it every month might not be enough. So just keep that in mind and, and always, you know, we don't think about it. You know, we just, we just don't think about it. But every once in a while, just walk by and take a look at your, at your outside unit and see if it needs a little spray down and take care of it. Now, one last question. Do you recommend using water only or, or is there a, a coil a cleaner or some kind of detergent that you can use? There is. There is coil cleaner, but that's not necessary for regular routine maintenance cleaning. Uh, coil cleaner is not something I'd recommend a homeowner to use. I, I would say only um, have, have a professional who comes out and cleans your, uh, your system twice a year. They will use that or can use that. You shouldn't use that because it is caustic. It's, it's, um, it, it's kind of dangerous to work with, and I would recommend having a professional do that. So there you go, some maintenance ideas and, uh, and, and advice for you for your, uh, for your AC system. And, and, again, we've talked about this so many times, but, but you can't really talk about it enough. Your AC is like your vehicle. You wouldn't dream about driving your car day in, day out in 100-degree weather and never change the oil, never have it inspected, never have it looked at, never have it maintained. Uh, you, you just would never dream of doing that. And, and if you did do that, you wouldn't be driving it very long. Same with your AC. Your AC is a piece of machinery that has moving parts and, and, uh, and, and lots of complicated uh, uh, um, circuits and, and what have you uh, on today's units. Don't just leave it to chance and don't just ignore it. That's the best advice I could give you is be vigilant about maintaining your system, and it will last you for a long time to come. Vince. Vince, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hey, good morning. Uh, I didn't hear you mention it when you were talking about cleaning your air conditioning coils, and I just wanted to point something out. If you're going to do that, um, you really should kill the disconnect before you stand out there and with a garden hose in your hand and wash your coils out. So I just wanted to point <laughs> You really need to kill the power because chances are nothing's going to happen, but there is a slight chance of, you know, getting shocked if you've got a high short to ground or whatever. But anyway, I just wanted to point that out. That's all. Good, good safety tip, Vince. And, and, and as you rightly pointed out, you don't necessarily have to do that, but it is a good safety practice. And thanks for that, that information. Appreciate it. Sure. All right. Have a great weekend. See if I, if I'd had Jim sit next to me, he would have said that, but, uh, but he's he's not, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, Don, did you hear uh, on a on a on a musical note? Um, did you hear about uh, Brett Michaels? Uh, yes, uh, you, uh, we were talking about that the other day. In fact, with uh, yeah, with yeah, uh, had to uh, postpone a couple or cancel a couple of shows. Uh, Brett Michaels, lead singer of the group Poison, who's on the big stadium tour right now, which by the way is coming through San Antonio in August. Um, 
he uh, has been a diabetic and, and was mm-hmm. uh, diagnosed with diabetes when he was very young. And he's had some health issues, you know, related to that over the years. And apparently this was some kind of uh, allergic reaction to COVID medication uh, brought on by his diabetes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does not does not take much um, to, to set, you know, to set off your uh, uh the situation that he is, because being a diabetic, I, my brother went through a lot of that myself, uh, himself, and uh, it 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 doesn't take a whole lot to you know set off your uh, your um, your blood glucose, your yeah. blood glu- glucose. Thank you for filling that in. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, yeah and and uh, and I, I wanted to mention it because by all accounts, uh, you know, everything I've ever heard about Brett Michaels, he is a good guy, um, a, a genuine nice guy. And uh, they've been apparently killing it on the tour. I've I've seen more great comments about Poison and their performances than I have about the other guys. So, uh, and they're doing great too. But um, but anyway, keep him in your prayers and uh, hope hopefully he gets he gets better very soon. I know you have uh, Matt on the line. You were talking yeah. about you. We were discussing music uh, before the show began, and and I had asked you what what. Uh, kind of music would you like to have on your show and you brought up the winery dogs oh, i have man. never heard of this group seriously i have never heard it this is, this is brand so new. Cool. i, I kind of had to go to the uh to the googles to to get you know kind of get to know who, what this group is all about they're not well you uh, saw who's in bad. the group right yes, I, I mean yeah. there's some heavy hitters yeah. in that I'm, group. I'm up to speed now they, they sound a little bit like uh soundgarden somewhat that's why i like them mm-hmm. They, they they do. They sound a lot like Soundgarden, um, and they're a bunch of old timers, man. They're they're not they're not newbies. Yeah, they're not they're not young kids. That's for sure. Yeah, hence the name, the Winery Dogs, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, <laughs> but it, t- tell everybody who's in the band. I, uh, well, you stumped me now. Let me... Oh well, I I know that uh, uh, Portnoy's in it. Um, one of the best drummers in the world, uh, Mike Portnoy, is in it. He used to be in Dream Theater. Um, Billy Sheehan. On bass, one of the most massive, successful, awesome bass players that's ever lived is Billy Sheehan. And Richie uh, Kotzen. Oh, and Richie Kotzen, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, so you talk about some really killer uh, musicians and, 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 and singer and everything. It's Check them out, Winery Dogs, very cool. If they ever come back through town, I'm going to go see them for sure. Um, but they're they're one of those groups that kind of gets together, and then they go do their own things, and then they get back together and do their own, then they do. So you got to catch them while you yeah, can. They're kind of on hiatus right now, is that correct? I Am think I they are. Okay. I think they're on hiatus, but I did hear an interview with, with them uh, not too long ago that they were talking about putting together another album, so we'll see. Uh, but really good band and, and something a little different out there. Well, let's get to Matt before we have to go to break. Matt, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Kind of like the traveling Wilburys of today, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. About, got a question about blown-in insulation. My daughter has a uh, bedroom wall that adjoins a bathroom, and, of course, the pipes, the shower, and stuff like that. It just makes it incredibly noisy in her room. But I was looking at possibly getting some blown-in insulation that might dampen that sound or muffle that sound. Is there a good one, or am I stuck with cutting open the wall and putting in rock wall or something? Uh, no, I mean, there there is uh, either any way that you do it, you're going to have to get into the wall because, especially with all of the plumbing that you have, if you just try to fill it from the top through a little hole, chances are good you're only going to get very partial fill. It's going to get stuck on the piping or it's going to get stuck on a on a firewall or, or something. So 
the best mm-hmm. the best way I I would say to do it it's not the easiest way but it's the best way would be to take off the sheetrock on one side I would foam it okay I would okay. foam it because you're going to get the very best sound deadening by doing that and then resheetrock it I guess trying to find big cans of that foam that I don't have to buy like a multiple pack of those little 12 ounce cans. Yeah, I wouldn't do that uh, myself. That. I'd, I'd I'd get a company to come out and foam it for you. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't do that myself. Okay, well that's an idea. Yeah, I didn't think about that because the cross beams in the wall, like where the piping and the vent and the toilet stack and stuff like that, is it might make it uh, kind of problematic to try to use a blown in insulation. Uh, to to dampen that, but how about any other interior walls if you're looking to kind of quiet it down? Yeah, I, I mean, depending on how the home was constructed, you can you will always have to put a small hole at the top of the wall to put your hose into to you know to to fill it in. My concern always, whenever you're doing that, is how much are you really filling? Are you are you you know is it stopping halfway because it hit a, a fire block or is it you know? caught on something and it doesn't fill the whole cavity that's the only drawback to that uh phone lines are open 210-599-5555 let us go to kathy kathy good morning welcome to the ktsa home improvement show good morning i was dancing around to your music and i have my headphone wire get caught up on the drawer and i thought don't answer yet don't answer yet <laughs> you plugged back in you gotta, you gotta stop making me dance around close to appliances and stuff. Uh, we don't want anybody um, getting hurt as a result of the show. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I have a question also about blowing in insulation. I have a metal building. It has um, side, three sides and a top. Can I blow in um, foam insulation in that without a problem? Uh, three sides and a top. Yes, ma'am. You sure can. Okay, so what would I use on the fourth side? It's totally open, and I want to enclose it with windows in it. Um, what do I do on insulation on that that side? Well, it, it now you say it's totally open. Is is it is it like a carport? Is it designed like a carport where you have the two sides in the back, and then the front is just wide open? Yeah, it's a horse barn. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, depending on how you, exactly you want to do that and how you want to configure the windows and the doors and what have you, you, you could probably put a lot of glass in there and, and you could foam that as well. Um, are you, uh, Obviously, you're going to condition the space now, right? I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, you're going to put air conditioning and heating in that in that space? Um, I'm going to put heating in. It's, um, it's embarrassing. It's for feral cats when it gets cold. Okay. And for my house plants, I'm going to put my house plants out. I don't, there. I don't think that's embarrassing at all. I think that's very humane. That's very sweet, Kathy. Um, the, uh, the 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 foam can be used on that part as well. Um, you, you, there's no problem with you doing that. Uh, just you know, when you when you put the heat in, just you got to leave something cracked a little bit, which is obviously going to be cracked anyway because the the, the cats are going to have to have a way to get in and out. Um, right. So. So, yeah, you certainly can do that. I, I, You could do foam on all of it. Okay, sounds great. Thank you so much. Have a good – and you tell him I'm praying for him so much, okay? Kathy, thank you very much. That's very sweet. And uh, you, you sound like an awesome person, Kathy. Have a great day and a, and a fantastic weekend. <laughs> thank you. You too. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. All right. Grab yourself a phone line, too, 210-599-5555. Yeah, I don't think any time – that somebody is 
trying to help animals um, have a better life is a, is an embarrassing thing. I think that's a, a admirable thing. Uh, it tells tells you a lot about how you treat human beings, and uh, and I and I advocate that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's get uh, back to the phone lines. John, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Home Improvement Show. Morning, sir. Um, this morning. past rainstorm we had this past week, I noticed my kitchen window, the seal has failed. Water was intruding. Okay. I just resided my house last year, so the prospect of taking the window trim off the exterior is not exciting to me. <laughs> um, I don't mind patching drywall on the inside. Is it possible to replace a window without disturbing exterior siding? It is. Um, it, it is possible, and I'm saying this without seeing what your particular siding is or what do you currently have on the outside of the house. I've got Hardy. Um, Hardy. Um, okay. Picture sheet, sheet Hardy with, uh, with four-inch reveal trim around each window. I would prefer not to disturb it because there's always the risk of chipping, breaking, and having to repaint, which I'm, you know, that's why I'm not excited about it. But yeah. I, my yeah. kitchen needs to get painted anyway, so I'm not opposed to patching drywall and painting the interior. Uh, chances are good. Uh, is is the trim around the windows hardy or is it cedar? It's all hardy. Um, I all went, hardy. I went full nuclear option because I had old T111 that had rotted, okay. and I didn't want to go through that again, so I just did hardy on everything. Okay. Um, yes, it's possible to do. We do it all the time. But there's always the caveat that because it's hardy and it's brittle, um, breaking could occur. Uh, the very worst that you'd have to do would be replace the trim around the windows if that did happen. Um, and but yeah, you can you can do it. It's just not a guarantee that you you won't have any damage. Period. But if you do, it's a pretty easy fix. Okay, gotcha. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much. Absolutely, John. Appreciate you calling this morning. Get yourself a phone line too. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's go to Nancy. Nancy, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi, glad to talk Hi, to you. I, I just had a 50-gallon uh, electric water heater installed, and I was wondering if there's something that I can add to it that will uh, keep the hot water or move the hot water faster through the house because my bedroom and bathroom area is all the way at the other end. Yes, ma'am. There certainly is, um, and it's a, it's a relatively inexpensive and relatively easy solution for you. It's a product called a Watts recirculating pump, and, uh, okay. and the way that the way that that works is you install the pump on the top of the water heater. The hot water comes into it. It pushes it out. There is a loop on the furthest point that you want the water to be heated to. That loop is installed on the plumbing underneath that sink. And then whenever you set, and it has a timer on it, this, this is really important. There are other pumps out there that you can get that don't have timers that are constantly running. But what I love about the watts is you can set your timer to come on at, let's say, 5 o'clock in the morning and then go off at 10 o'clock in the morning and then come back on at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon and then go off at 10 o'clock at night or what have you. So it's only operating during the time when you know you're going to need that demand. And uh, okay. and it okay. and it keeps the water circulating through the pipes, and uh, it it is it is as instant a hot water as you're going to get. So if I put it on a sink, it then will still go to the shower, correct? That is correct. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. All right. And watch is what I'm looking for. 
Yes, ma'am. And you can you can get them online. Uh, you can get them on Amazon, and just about any good plumber uh, would be able to install one of those for you as well. Um, but they are okay. Uh, last time I bought one, I want to say it was around five hundred dollars. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. And I hope that that uh, does the trick for you, Nancy. Thanks for calling this morning. Appreciate it. Welcome. Thank you for the info. Absolutely. Dan, good morning. Welcome yes, to the KTSA Home Improvement Show and and uh, Run Your Life Show, apparently. Okay. Uh, I've got a question. Let's see what you recommend uh, sure. on concrete. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, we had our driveway redone, and we had it even wider so I could park my boat. And then we had a sidewalk on the side of the house and then a patio in the back about 20 by 25. Uh, a month later, started getting hairline cracks. Okay, and those hairline cracks continued. Now we're nine months into it, and even the approach that they poured, which is you need to pull a city permit for the approach, it also is getting hairline cracks. So I don't know. The, the contractor won't come back. He said he didn't guarantee his work, yet on the website he says work is guaranteed and warranty. Uh, so I need to see if I can stop the cracking. What is it that you guys recommend? Well, if it's hairline cracking, unfortunately, there's very little you can do to stop that. That's the bad news. Uh-huh. The good news is it's cosmetic. It, it's not uh-huh. structural. It's not going to affect anything or hurt anything. Uh, hairlines uh, can occur for a number of reasons. Movement is one of them, but the other is uh, shrinkage due to drying. And uh-huh. if if you if you pour concrete or even if you do stucco or plaster on a wall and it's hot outside or it's very dry conditions outside and the temperature mm-hmm. is you know above 80 degrees or so if you don't keep the wall damp during the process mm-hmm. and slow down the curing time that's uh-huh. when hairlines are going to occur and i don't know what time of year he poured this but if it was really hot outside uh, the curing time may have had something to do with it, may have cured a little too fast, and, and then that's what happened. Uh, it is concerning that a person who who does concrete work uh, wouldn't at, at least want to come out and just take a look at it and give you some peace of mind. Uh, yeah, say, no, we were no, this hoping is, he would do that. You know, this is normal. He poured it in October. Sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, October, you should, your curing time should have been fine. October yeah, should have been water. a great time of year. Yeah, we sprayed it with water for about a week. He said, go ahead and just put a little bit of water on top. Keep it yep. from drying too fast. And so sure you, enough. Yeah, you did what you were supposed to do. Um, and and the same same problem can happen with pools, right? If you if you have a, an in-ground pool poured and they do the plastering, uh-huh. you don't keep it wet throughout the, the curing time. You can have cracks in your plaster on that too. I can't tell you exactly why this happened. I can tell you I don't think it's a major issue other than cosmetic. Uh-huh. Uh, but, again, my bigger red flag and my bigger issue is the fact that your contractor would tell you that he doesn't guarantee his work even for a year. And yeah, and that, he's on the city's website. Uh, he's on Angie's list, and uh, he wouldn't even come out, you know. Well, we, you need we to didn't let send him pictures. You need we to let the city pictures. know. Uh, well, we did, and what they did, they sent an engineer and the engineer says, well, I, I couldn't find any cracks. Well, the cracks were underneath the truck. I mean, you you can see the hairline cracks. They go all the way back to the house from the approach. <laughs> you 
you know. So yeah, it's it's well, again, it's not unusual. That that part is not yeah. unusual. And uh, uh-huh. and and is there a reason you didn't send the contractor photos? Well, we wanted him to come out. We actually wanted him to. He had promised to come out uh, a month after he did the job, and then six months after he did the job, he never showed up. Okay. And then he finally says, I, I don't have any guarantees or warranties on my work. You guys did it. We paid him almost 15 grand. Wow. And he didn't, he didn't show up. So now right. we've got uh, a yeah. company coming out to take a look and see what the problem is and see if they can stable it before it continues, you know. Yeah, there's there's probably nothing to be done because there it because again it's not structural it's not something that's going to affect the integrity of the concrete uh, itself it's just something that is cosmetic and and due to shrinkage uh, I don't think you have a real problem there um, I, I you know I I, I would have liked to have seen the contractor handled a little differently certainly yeah uh, because yeah. that's you, you at least and I, and I can tell you in fairness to him i would have asked for photos too i, I would have said could you just yeah. send me a few photos of what what you're experiencing so i can look at it and mm-hmm. see what i'm dealing with and then i'll come out and see you but then the other half of that is i would come out and see you uh yeah. so uh, or, or i would send one of my service uh people to come out and see you um don't understand why you didn't don't understand why yeah. it why it went that way but uh but yeah, you have have a third party come out and look at it. I think that they're probably going to tell you what I just did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Hey, Dan. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five is the number. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five is the number to get in on the home improvement conversation this morning. Grab yourself a phone line. Uh, any topic is on topic. We'd love to talk to you. Good morning, Bill. Welcome to the KTSa Home Improvement Show. Good morning. I have a question in reference to uh, screening on windows. Do you all sell those solar screens that kind of block some of the sun? Uh, we do not uh, typically sell solar screens. We can do solar screens on the windows whenever you order the windows. It's kind of overkill with the type of glass that we put into our windows, um, but we don't okay. just sell screens. Okay. Uh, then my next thing is, uh, in reference to the fireworks, you know, I hope everybody has a happy 4th of July, but please be responsible when you're setting them off. We don't need any more brush fires. No, sir, we do not. And that was that was my point from the get-go, is we don't want to see another Camp Bullis fire. Well, you have a happy 4th of July. Thank you for your time. You too, Bye-bye. Bill. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you, man. Uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's the thing. Be responsible. That's the thing. You can't tell uh, me what to do. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely correct. I cannot, but, uh, but I, I can tell you what the responsible thing would be to do. Uh, grab yourself a phone line, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. So this, uh, this article, uh, that I read this past week, uh, is a uh, is a is a home a better home and gardens uh, little uh, piece about kitchen design trends 2022 kitchen design trends that help create a more functional home and uh, there's some pretty cool little tips in here um, last year they uh, they had another list uh, that that had uh, emphasis on storage and uh, nature inspired accents and upgraded technology and lighting appliances and fixtures uh, this year uh, the kitchen designs complement the simple luxury of organic style which uh and, and and also increasing functionality 
becomes a main goal of updates and upgrades. So when you're looking at uh, refurbishing your kitchen or upgrading your kitchen or even building a new kitchen on a new home, um, these are things that can add substance and style that is going to be functional for years and years to come. Uh, one of the things on the list is flexible lighting. And as kitchens, you know, continue to, to transform uh, into multifunctional space, and, and, and pretty much everybody's kitchen has and, and is, uh, it's a gathering area. It's a place where people hang out and talk while things are going on. Uh, and the lighting controls and the ability to adjust your light uh, to the task at hand is, is an important trend in kitchens. It could be as simple as the ability to dim light levels or as complex as an app that controls color, temperature, and light intensity, which, which is kind of cool. I do have a couple of bulbs like that, not in the kitchen, but in my house, that I can, on my phone, I can change the, the color of the light. I can change the level of the light. I can program it to where these lights come on at a certain time, go off at a certain time. I haven't even begun to explore all the things I can do with it. But uh, having that type of control in your lighting is really kind of cool. Uh, multiple sources of light are another significant feature uh, for spaces used for varied tasks. Uh, for instance, adjustable sconces are especially hot for kitchens right now. Uh, hardwired or plugged in, these fixtures can be installed uh, how and wherever they're needed. They add both illumination and style. They look great. And uh, the the uh, trend continues to be strong towards black and gold finishes. That's something that I notice is gold finish has kind of come back into, in, into prominence and chic again. So uh, white light fixtures are also beginning to gain popularity. So that's that's one uh, suggestion. We're going to get to a couple more at least as as we go on and, and we have time. But let's get back to the phone lines, 210-599-5555. Good morning, Venus. Welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you very much for taking my call. Um, calling about some wooden uh, garage doors. So I have a, a two-car garage doors, the the doors were probably originally put back in 1969. I'm on a budget. I have insulated the other four, uh, three walls of the garage, but I just don't have um, the finances right now to take care of the garage door. What would you recommend that I could use? Because eventually I want to be able to use it as a secondary uh, greenhouse for my fruit trees that are too big to put in my actual greenhouse. So I'm just trying to get an idea and prepare um a recommendation you would give well if, if you're not going to change them out to an to an insulated panel and that's not in the budget right now one of the things you could possibly do is add a three-quarter inch polystyrene insulation to the inside of those doors um, it's you can get it at the big box stores and it comes typically in a in a, a two by eight sheet and typically it's got like that silver finish you can do that. Yeah, you can do it with the silver finish, or you, uh, they have it both foil backed and non foil backed. Either way works. Um, and the likely way that you will have to attach it to that door is with a uh, liquid nails of some kind, some type of liquid uh, construction adhesive. And you'll put okay. that on, s stick it up on your door. It's not going to be the prettiest thing in the world, but it will be functional and it will help keep that space cooler. And warm. okay. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm sorry. I was gonna say I need. I'm looking for functionality right now. Um, 
I'm past the age where visual means anything. It's about how it functions. So, <laughs> well, function it will. I appreciate the, there you go. Well, I appreciate the information. I, I, just, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to make sure we were talking about the same thing. It kind of looks like foam. So that liquid nails, um, that's what I was kind of thinking. But, again, I'm not an expert at this. Um, medical, 27 years, asked me about that. But as far as fixing stuff around the house, that's why I listen to you every weekend. So well, well, thank, thank you very you. much. And I was going to mention also, yes, since it is a wooden door, if you get an appropriate, mm-hmm. appropriate length screw, uh, with a with with a, a fat head on it, something like you would use yes, to sir. put down roofing, that yes, will also help. That will also work as far as a way to uh, ad, you know affix it to your doors. Oh, okay. No, that that's that's great. Uh, especially in places where I probably can't get through. Um, there's a couple of sections. I was just trying to figure out. I'm really going to have to make it kind of thick or send it down to get it in there. But doing what you said, I think that would work out a lot better. And, Thank you and again. Other, um, and, and of course, the yeah. other, and sorry to interrupt, but one other thing I do no, want no, to mention no. is, is make sure that before you affix it, that it's not impeding the the uh, operation of the door. Yes. I was planning to uh, lift it at every section where it bends and then go. started, you know, work from there. Again, medical field, we've got to overcome, adapt, and improvise. So um, I know how to work with joints of the body. Now I'm just trying to put it to the mechanics of my house. <laughs> you sound you sound more than capable, Venus. I think you're going to do great. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, God bless you and your family. We are sending healing prayers for your partner. Um, it, it's, it's a long road, but I promise you on the other end, it's going to be a beautiful thing. So um, I've worked with many patients in ICU that have gone through that, and uh, we love seeing them when they come back. Um, doing better, so I claim it uh, with you guys, and we know that he's going to come out of this. So thank you so much, Venus. God bless you for for that, and and thank you for for the uh, encouraging words. We appreciate you calling this morning. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. And we got some great listeners, Don. Man, we got some great listeners. Let's get to one more before we get out of here this morning. Ron, good morning. Welcome to the KTSA Home Improvement Show. Hey, oh, Ron's out. Okay. Uh, well, in that case, we can uh, we can talk a little bit more about some of these kitchen design trends. Um, one, one of them that I'm going to tell you about uh, I absolutely love is uh, walk-in pantries and the functionality of walk-in pantries. Now, walk-in pantries is not something new. Uh, in, in 2021, what home buyers really want, the, uh, the National Association of Home Builders, NAHB, came out with a list of what home buyers really want in a home and walk-in pantries tied with double basin sinks as the most desirable feature home buyers look for in a kitchen. So a double basin sink and a walk-in pantry, very desirable. Uh, and not content with simply finding a place for everything, homeowners also look to add functionality to kitchen storage in 2022 with working pantries, which would include areas like a coffee center, or a place to store and use small appliances, those come in at number five on the NKBA trend list. Uh, sink workstations. This is another one. Uh, sink workstations are going to see ma- sinks are going to see major major upgrades in 2022. Uh, there's there's uh, two styles vying for your attention. The past 20 months have proven that space in our home has to serve several different functions. So your kitchen sink's no different. Uh, the NAHB report identifies side-by-side double sinks as the most wanted kitchen feature, uh, and these sinks are popular because they allow 
for simultaneous tasks like food prep and washing dishes at the same time. They also offer a variety of configurations allowing homeowners to select from various basin sizes and depths as well as faucet location and mounting styles. So instead of your average uh, stainless undermount sink, uh, they are encouraging clients to choose workstation sinks and uh, things that uh, incorporate things like colanders, dish racks, cutting boards, and ice holders, and often multiple faucets for added productivity. So these style sinks that are wider than a standard 36-inch sink, galley-style sinks, could be especially popular in larger conversions and renovations and construction where countertop cabinets are specified. So that's uh, that's another big trend. Um, just kind of skipping through and, and looking at a few of, of the other ones. Smart appliances. This is going to be really big this year. Tech-savvy appliances are moving into more and more kitchens for multiple reasons. Um, companies are simply updating and adding new features to their line of appliances to better align with today's connected homes. And additionally, uh, homeowners are willing to splurge even if appliances are more expensive right now. So given the de- delays in receiving appliances, and, and boy, have they been delayed. Uh, I mean, six-plus months delayed. Uh, they're opting to wait to get everything that they want in the perfect appliance. So saving time by preheating before getting home, being alerted when timers are done no matter where you are, and the possibility of having appliances serviced without a technician are all great reasons why homeowners are getting excited about adding more tech functionality to their kitchens in 2022. So these are some of those trends. Uh, there, there are a few more, but but those are the really, really hot ones that I wanted to talk about this morning. Um, if you want to get a hold of me during the week, uh, my my email address is mbomba, that's M-B-O-M-B-A, mbomba, at windowworldtx.com. Uh, you can always drop Jim, still can drop Jim uh, an email. He'd love to hear from you. It's jsmith at windowworldtx.com. Uh, he, he loves the, the, the prayers and, and the thoughts and the wishes and, uh, I'm, again, would love to hear from you, I'm quite sure. I uh, want to remind you again that coming up in late October, it's our Laughter is the Best Medicine event. We're going to be talking more about that in the weeks to come and, uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, as, as, as we come back and see you w- once again next week, same time, same place, right here on the KTSA Home Improvement Show.